Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. San Juan correspondent and dear friend of the show, Philip Alexander Koss, reports on the growing crisis in Puerto Rico. We discuss the controversy around the new 007 announcement. John Rasmussen of Revelator stops by Studio D to drop some rage as well as their new EP. Beth and Kavika talk about games, baby. We get taken to school on spoiler etiquette. Hell freezes over as Adam turns Dan onto some WWE. All that plus a little ASMR. Lightning lad, roll the thunder. The Weirdos Workshop presents... Thunder Talk. Beth. Sexy Thor. Kavika. And Lightning Thunder Talk. Las manifestaciones contra el gobernador de Puerto Rico llegaron a Nueva York. Cientos de personas se reunieron en la Plaza Unión. Yeah, we are joined by Philip Alexander Koss from San Juan, Puerto Rico. We also have Beth and Kavika with us right now. Hey. Welcome, Philip. Hey, guys. There have been charges, uh, accusations. There's a scandal happening right now uh, having to do with contracts handed out to certain government officials. Uh, misappropriation of funds, embezzlement, and whatnot. Uh, here to tell us more, Philip. Welcome. Hey guys, it's great to be here. Oh, welcome, Philip. Thank you. Well, uh, if you've been following the news uh, for this past week, uh, the FBI arrested uh, three uh, top executives uh, from different agencies. Uh, Two were from, one was from the Department of Education, the other one was with a health-related agency, uh, public health, uh, okay. and uh, the third official is not a government official, the third official was a uh, a contractor for a very famous accounting firm, mm. and uh, the president of said accounting firm in Puerto Rico was also uh, involved, uh, and... Uh, the FBI very quickly made these arrests, and the governor, in a way, invo- it involved the governor uh, because the governor was the person that uh, appointed these people uh, to their posts. And, right. And, uh, yeah, so it, it made him look really bad. Uh, at the same time, uh, he was facing uh, accusations of corruption because a certain uh official that was the secretary of the treasury here uh, at that time he uh over the radio he said that uh it was an institutional mafia and oh, wow. uh, Im- almost immediately almost immediately uh he was fired from the post yeah from, I, from his post I, I would imagine so yeah and then his son which was also working uh with the government uh, either directly or indirectly but the point is that he was in uh, he was within the governor's uh, circle. Uh, he accused the governor of corruption, and very slowly, I believe, people. There are rumors that they they uh, he had a transcript of uh, conversations uh, of involving the governor and uh, his uh, circle circle of uh, people that is over 
900 pages long and it ha- it, it, it it's that thing is radioactive you know and they are very slowly leaking it oh wow yeah and every single leak that comes out it's just another firebomb you know uh, and the governor was vacationing in Europe when this happened. He had to cancel his vacation and return immediately. Uh, this mm. happened on Thursday. Poor, poor him. Mm-hmm. There were protests at the airport. They followed him over to the governor's mansion in Old, in old San Juan. And there are calls for him to resign. And the very first thing that he did was that he admitted that uh, the uh, comments on that chat are true. And then that he would not resign, and he did. He also was mentioning possibility of running for re-election, which I think is uh, surprising, oh, wow. uh, yeah. to say the least. Um, but a- after that press conference, it-, it just keeps exploding. Like things just keep coming out, you know. And calls for him to quit are so 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 strong. I believe that his reputation is in tatters. He has very little to no credibility left. Even if you express your support for him, um, people are just not going to believe you anymore. Um, it's it's so, yeah. So how did they find out about this? Well, how they? Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just kind of curious. And how, did some was a whistleblower, government whistleblower, find out about this and sent it to the media, or how did it happen? Yeah, in a way, this is how it happened. But the whistleblower just immediately he came, he he came out in public, you know. Uh, he he, uh, he he didn't stay anonymous. Uh, but you know there are federal laws that protect whistleblowers. Correct. Uh, so they you know, but like like the way they behave is uh, not in a way that would help. The, the 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 people you know it, it's uh i don't want to say the the word but it's it, it's like a uh a, a, a snitches get stitches so they they would mm. uh become very uh aggressive toward any person that that snitches but if it, it, you know we, we live in the uh age of social media so you can suddenly explode the truth on the world you know uh, on any medium and the damage control that you have to do is massive and, and what the hell are you going to do are you going to shut down the uh the uh uh telecommunications infrastructure no this isn't this isn't uh, uh north korea you can't do that here right <laughs> and you know so there you go it's uh, it's a total storm it's horrible i mean ugh. yeah what was interesting is that they were funneling all this money through these government contracts through the department of education there and that education secretary that's involved but at the same time while they were funneling vast amounts of money they were closing schools yeah that was another horrible thing that was happening under the uh former secretary of education uh they they closed hundreds hundreds of of public schools and uh, they after that they started uh, doing like the, the the charter schools which it would work if you're in a sound economic state but 
uh, not in the current condition that the island is right now. At least I believe that well, it's not going to work like that. And the island's still recovering from that massive hurricane. Yeah, and we were in a pretty bad economic situation before that. And it just got worse. So, now we're in an even worse economical situation. Right. There was already issues of government corruption and misspending of funds. Then the hurricane. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like the government still hasn't cleaned up its act. Right? The government... Well, they're getting caught. If if they're moving people out of those positions and stuff, they are cleaning up the act as soon as they just found out about it. They're dropping like flies. It's just you. You kind of don't really want to know how how rotten the situation is because it's, if you keep digging, you keep finding more more uh, more bad stuff. You know, a lot of this, a lot of the. Uh, Stuff that's on those transcripts are uh, homophobic comments, a lot of uh, misogynist uh, comments, uh, mm. mocking people, you know, and 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 a, a lot of people are very pissed. You know, the there there is a feminist coalition here that is uh, demanding that he resign. Sure, uh, I I haven't heard anything from the gay community yet, but I'm pretty sure they're definitely gonna uh, raise their voice. Uh, right. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's very interesting. It's a very slow burning shitstorm. Last week, last episode, some people, I'm not going to name any names, they kind of spoiled Spider-Man for all the Thunder faithful. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Lightning Lad, Sexy Thor, what do you have to say for yourselves? Okay. Uh, what, what are the rules? I mean, what what are the rules for this whole spoiler business? Uh, I mean, the movie came out on a Tuesday. We uh, ended up uh, dropping our spoilers the following Tuesday. Uh, I mean, I felt comfortable with it because, uh, I mean, I edited it. I'm not going to blow my own horn here. I'm just saying, you know. Because you already saw the movie, but not everyone has. No, that's fair. Shame. You should get the Game of Thrones, like, Bell of Shame. Shame. Shame on both of you. I mean, I'll walk naked through a city, town, square any day, but that's neither here nor there. No, you already do that as a hobby. You guys are going to step up your shame game. Look. Exactly. Uh, I gave it a week. I added in the show notes right there uh, timestamps for every segment. It was clearly labeled sp- sp- spider spoilers. Red alert. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. Um, I said that in my deep, sexy voice. In your deep, sexy voice. Red alert. Spoiler alert. The, I mean, Beth Hello. does bring up a good point, though. Beth brings up a good point. What What is the etiquette? What What are the rules when it comes to spoilers? Ruining parts of a movie for other people who maybe haven't seen it yet, especially if it's only been out a week. 
I'm not telling you a damn thing. Okay. Oh, right. wait. So we're not talking about the Spider-Man spoiler that's on my camera? <laughs> nah. How would you have felt if somebody ruined Game of Thrones? I don't, I don't, I don't watch that junk. Sexy, sexy. Um, I saw the series finale live, and I don't believe in the internet. <laughs> well, I mean, again, Beth brings up a good point. Uh, Beth... Take us to school. What? Let's 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 get into this. What's what's up? Well, I mean, I'm not here to school you, but you know, let's let's talk about it. Like, let's break it down. Like, what is a spoiler to you? What makes it a spoiler or not a spoiler? If you say something about a specific show or movie. Okay. All right. That's that's a good question. Good point. Uh, like okay, a spoiler like you... is like a plot twist thing. Like if you, if somebody get, tells you information about some plot twist, that is definitely a spoiler. If it's certain information that you know from the very beginning, just by looking at the movie poster, then that's not really a spoiler. Like if it's something you already picked up on in the trailer, that's not a spoiler. If if the studio has released a synopsis of the general idea of the film, and you're going to go on that, okay. Like it is for an example, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Have you got? Have you? Have, have we have Beth not Kavika? seen it. We have not seen it. <laughs> so don't spoil it. Use a different hey, so, example. Uh, don't listen to issue ten, guys. Yeah, I, I tried well, no, not to I I already to listened to it. It's too late, but. Oh, oh no. We, we I, harm, I we guess harm. you should read the show notes, Wink. No, I don't want to tell you. We harmed one of our own. I mean, that is why the show notes are there. I'm just, right. you know, I don't want to well, read I, the show notes. I, I just I click on links. Spoilers and it no, was, no it one was reads fine. the show notes, dude. Okay. They right, should yeah. read our show notes. Uh, there are malicious spoilers. People are going to post stuff in order to get a rise out of people. Yeah, I think we've all experienced that. Yeah, like if somebody, like your favorite character suddenly dies, you don't know about it, but somebody decides to post about it. Like, that's horrible. Or like when uh, LaShawn McCoy, running back of the Buffalo Bills, posted on Twitter opening night of Endgame that Tony Stark dies. That's a kind of a big deal spoiler. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Throwing out on your Twitter. Bleep that uh, guy. That reminds me of a, a scene in a Simpsons episode. It's a flashback uh, to when Marge and Homer were dating. And the flashback opens and you hear the uh, Imperial March. Darth Vader's dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun playing as Homer and Marge are walking out of The Empire Strikes Back. They're walking out of a movie theater. And there's a line wrapped around the block that they're walking past. And Homer yells out, Oh my God! Who would have ever thought that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's dad? Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, you uh, son of a bitch!" Yeah, I yeah. heard that there was a whole rash of people doing that after Endgame. Let's see, and you know, when you're scrolling through your Facebooks, it's not like you can selectively see and not see what comes up right in front of your eyeballs. Sure, I agree. The day that we saw Spider-Man. Uh, beforehand, I was hanging out at that movie theater for like seven hours for reasons. Yeah, every time people were walking out of a Spider-Man or 
a post where the credits were going on and I heard a post credit scene about to play. I was just like, I stayed outside that auditorium. I was like, bleh, 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 Oh, yeah, I know. You were I avoided all spoilers that whole day. This is a trap. And nobody put you on blast. No, no Homer Simpsons walked out and told you that Darth Vader was Luke's dad. Right. In terms of a Twitter account, though, in terms of Facebook, you know, if I, you know, Friday morning, if I were to throw up on Facebook, uh, Tony Stark dies and they beat Thanos. Just boom. 2014 Thanos. People are going to read that before it registers. Yes. You know, they're going to be like, yeah. like, oh, Dan's got something to say. What's Dan saying? Oh, you son of a bitch. Fuck you, Dan. I try not to spoil things for people, and I will be very general. Use broad generalizations whenever I describe things. If I know that somebody else hasn't seen it, or especially if I know that that person wants to see it, but if they're not interested in it, then I usually feel free to spoil. But yeah, no, that's real. You usually, I'll get off on a rant about something. Well, I mean, I always get off on rants about everything. And sometimes it's about a movie and I'll be like, Hey, and I'll be talking about it. And then if I catch myself, which I don't always do, I'll be like, Hey, wait a minute. Do you, do you ever plan on seeing this stuff I'm talking about? Cause some people don't care. Yeah. So really it just comes down to uh, empathy and observation. We just need like a, a too soon rule, right? Like, is, is it a week? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? How do you gauge like, how much society likes a particular thing. I feel like Endgame was a pretty big deal because it was the culmination of, what, 10 movies or something? 20-something movies. 20-something movies. That's insane. Yeah, the Russos were helpful in that particular regard because they said, okay, spoiler gate ends like two Mondays from the release date. And then that's when they came out with that super spoilery Spider-Man trailer. That was the studio. That was the the executive producer, uh, the boss of the MCU, actually publicly putting out a uh, a timestamp on when it's appropriate to begin talking about spoilers because that that far from home trailer that was heavy on you know post endgame content yeah. dropped a wait, week wait, after wait. endgame two weeks after endgame wait a second was this a plot for them to make more money on the movie because it's like, oh, you better go see the movie in theaters by this date or we're going to spoil it for you. Ooh, you know, if that wasn't premeditated, it was at the very least a, a pleasant little like side nugget like happenstance. Right. Speaking of Marvel, uh, Infinity War, they had an entire ad campaign or tied into their ad campaign, uh, multiple actors attached to the film. Uh, don't, um, oh, what was, the, there was the, even threw out a little catchphrase, uh, don't piss off Thanos or Thanos demands your silence. Thanos demands oh, your silence. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And that was, that was the MCU. That was their executive management That's actually tying marketing. in the idea. No, it's brilliant marketing, isn't it? Yeah. And they pushed that again for Endgame after somebody apparently on Twitter spoiled some sort of major scene like a month beforehand. Uh, there was a video of somebody uh, taken from somebody's phone at a movie theater opening weekend of Infinity War. Uh, and a dude, oh man, I, I'm trying to remember, did they beat him up? Or there's a guy who's, who's being screamed at by several people. And I think they were starting to get pushy with him because he Dang. walked out into the lobby and totally threw out, hey, everyone turns to dust. Snake or, kills Dumbledore. 
Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah, right. And yeah, uh, go on YouTube. It's out there somewhere. Uh, hey, everybody, you can find us at thundertalk.org. And our email address is thundertalkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a link to the video I'm talking about. It's out there. Uh, uh, now, what's it called when you tell people to go find stuff? It's called a, uh, not a treasure hunt, but... Um, scavenger hunt? Go scavenger hunt YouTube that for us. And we'll, yeah. uh, we'll say your name on the air. Yeah, I mean, this guy was being threatened physically certainly verbally for walking out and just bleh. yeah purposely spoiling the movie for other people is a shitty thing to do yeah that those are usually trolls i feel like well they just want attention correct they just want negative attention and that's really their parents fault i'd be like some bitch give me your mom's phone number right now to, uh, i'm gonna yell at her <laughs> tell me that bruce willis has been dead the whole time asshole <laughs> darth vader is luke's what was that person born evil, or did they get nurtured into evil? I can't say for sure anything. <sighs> but I can say nothing. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heaven Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, Dan Lightning Lad Clink and uh, Sexy Thor Adam Weston 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 uh, reporting live from Dave and Buster's. Uh, we're here to watch some wrestling, some WWE. You know, I'm never gonna get over the E. It should be an F. WWF, but the pandas. You know what I mean? The World Wildlife Federation. Exactly, a rep of the pandas. Yeah, the pandas wrecked it for everybody. There's a guy named Roman Reigns. Is he wrestling tonight? Yep, he's tagging with The Undertaker. Oh, shit, that's right. Now, The Undertaker goes back to, like, the days of The Rock. We're talking, like, late 90s, 2000s. Uh, before that, Undertaker debuted in 1990. Oh, shit. That guy, he's got to be pretty healthy to be keep going like this. Yeah, I mean, he really shouldn't have any long matches, but... Yeah, he's, he can still go. He, he can still pull off a good old choke slam and tombstone. I only hope to be that healthy when I'm whatever the hell age he is right now. This Okay, so this jabroni right here, right? That's Vince McMahon's kid? Yep. And the Scottish psychopath? Yep. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. That's like some Rowdy Roddy Piper going on right there. I respect that. Uh, and they're going against Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. The two big dogs. They're called two big dogs? Roman Reigns is the big dog. Undertaker's pretty much been the big dog for the last three decades. Is that figuratively or like a trademark title associated with their brand? Uh, probably trademarked with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns and The Undertaker aren't just fighting against like these two assholes. It's like they're fighting against privilege. They're fighting against all the douchery that's in the WWE. Yeah, frat boy shit. You know, that guy looks pretty good for a dude that just beat cancer. He really does. No, this guy looks like Aquaman. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, like no shit. Okay, I got it. Who the fuck is this guy? Who's this guy? Who's the fuck just hit Undertaker with a chair? Who's not the one of the guys? And actually, I think was it the chair? No, it was his acoustic guitar. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Elias is the resident heel rock star of the WWE. Like uh Oh. Like like Axel Rose but with the craft beer sort of beard. Like like if Axel Rose and Rambo had a baby and then teach them to play the guitar. I mean more like Axel Rose beats Mumford and all his sons. <laughs> so they have other they have other friends, they have other cousins. And that was the two guys that just lost to these two guys. Yeah, the revival. Who are like the traditionalists of tag team. Tradi- traditionalists. They're like they're like orthodox wrestlers. Exactly. Oh. I'm not, I'm not gonna... Oh yeah, we're good, dude. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh Yeah, I'm I'm not uh, yeah, okay, fuck it. Break that down. Or what does that mean? They're pretty much just all about ground level wrestling. No flips, no crazy shit, just straight up Russell Russell. They're they're old school. They're old school. Very old school. They play by the book. Exactly. Interesting. No, they're really not that interesting. <laughs> no. I, I mean I'm just being polite, yo. <laughs> sounds sounds that's pretty boring, actually. Sounds like a high school wrestling team. Exactly. Why is this guy hanging out on the set of The Crow? <laughs> this is uh, Alistair Black. He's a Satanist-type character. but I guess kind of more the LeVayan Satanist where you're your own god. Oh, I'm all about the LeVayan Satanists. I mean, if I'm going to be about, you know, Satanism... <laughs> It's definitely the Anton LaVey school of Satanism, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I'm going to be about any god, it's going to be my me. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's pretty self-evident with me, yo. <laughs> you couldn't already tell by this podcast. That makes me a real atheist. I'm my own god, and uh, I have no faith in myself. <laughs> I have more faith in myself than any of you have in your little pinky. No, that's why we keep you around, dude. That's why, that's why I'm sitting here watching wrestling, professional wrestling at a sport bar franchise. Yes, and he's facing Cesaro, who's known as the Swiss Cyborg. What? What's he called again? Cesaro. But what was that cyborg stuff? He's known as the Swiss Cyborg. The Swiss Cyborg. That's what they used to call me in high school. Wait. So it's like, it's like it's like this black metal demon dude versus a versus a cyborg. This right here, you you, get, you sold me, brother. You sold me on this wrestling stuff. This whole wrestling business, I get it now. You know, there's a core. You know, it's an easy correlation. This guy and the Undertaker, death, Ugh. eyeshadow. Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of uh, 
supernatural characters here in the WWE. There's Aleister Black, there's Undertaker, there's uh, Finn Balor, who we saw in the kickoff show, loses Intercontinental Championship to Shinsuke Nakamura. He has an alter ego called the Demon, where he pretty much like paints the his top half into this little venom-looking demon thing with fake dreads. And uh, yeah, the Demon always wins in WWE. You know who also had an alter ego? Me. Yeah, totally. Do you know who also had an alter ego? You. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. Uh, do you know who also had an alter ego? Who, Lightning Lad? Who had an alter ego? Garth Brooks. That's real. Uh, he went by Chris Gaines, and he did rock and roll. I remember. This isn't your favorite Chad's MMA fight, okay? <laughs> Your favorite Chad. <laughs> hey, everybody out there, uh, go ahead, hit us up, Thunder Talk Podcast at gmail.com, and tell us about your favorite Chads. Uh, reach out to us on website on the website. Uh, that's thundertalk.org. Thundertalk.org. Uh, yeah, tell us your Chad stories. Tell us about, we want to hear about some good Chads. Um, and I'm, I'm saying it. I've had a few beers tonight at Russell at Russell Dave and Buster's night. Yeah, if Chris if Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines Chris Gaines Garth Brooks. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. I think we need to do more to it, everybody. But we're gonna then go check it out. Also, ThunderTalk.org. It's not the prettiest website. But it definitely is a website. It's still the best website on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 the, w, the World Wide Web is the standards of, uh, have lowered significantly, and we, by a fluke, have come out on top. Alistair Black just won. Somebody challenged him to a fight after many weeks, and he won. The Satanist defeated the Cyborg. The Satanist and the Cyborg. There's a story there. There's a story behind that title. A Satanist and a Cyborg walks into Dave and Buster's. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm the Cyborg, so. Yeah. I mean, that must make you, that must make you the Motley Crue fan. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah, dog. I'm not really drunk right now. It's I just drank a bunch of ice water and ate a bunch of ice, and the inside of my mouth is kind of like frozen, swollen. Yingling ice. Yingling ice. Vince McMahon fucking loves Brock Lesnar. My guy looks fucking terrifying. He's huge. He looks like some kind of like Russian Spitznaz special forces, like human kind of cannibal. Yeah, you, you know what you. Your description is pretty on point, and that man is from Midwest America. I mean, you all saw Red Dawn, right? Uh, You know, I like the remake, too. With Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty tired, dude. Yeah. All this wrestling, all this wrestling's taking it out of me. 
So there you go. That's it uh, for Sexy Thor and Lightning Lad. Thank you for joining us on this very special edition of your weekly thunder. Now, WTLK, the thunder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just happy to be here, bro. <laughs> so show us some love on all the social medias and on ThunderTalkPodcast on, at gmail.com. Literally, we'll reach yeah, you anything. Yeah, yeah. ThunderTalkPodcast, gmail.com. And Thunder Tot, th- Thunder Tot. Oh, Thunder Tots, dude. Why don't we think of Thunder Tots? It's the spinoff show where we, uh, we, uh, we just eat tater tots. And it's all ASMR, just nom, 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 nom. Oh, oh, now, oh, now you think of it. I was literally eating tater tots right before you came over. That's thundertalk.org. Thundertalk.org, everybody. Go hit us up at thundertalk.org. Uh, thundertalk.org. Life. At thundertalk.org life. All right. So, uh, yeah. WTLK the Thunder. Thunder Talk. Bye. Love you, mean it. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, what he said. Thunder Talk exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you for joining us once again here in Studio D. Uh, Our next guest needs no introduction, Mr. John Rasmussen, uh, lead vocalist and lyricist for the band Revelator. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, doing well. Y'all just dropped a new album. Uh, The the EP is Isolation is Inspiration. Um, It's six tracks. Um, and basically, uh, it, in a post 2016 world, you know, we're, we're kind of bombarded with the, uh, the 24 seven news cycle and, uh, it just, it's a bit overwhelming and everybody is kind of, you know, in the midst of their hatred and, and, and fear is kind of pulled back into themselves and, and really, um, you know, we, we're we're less social and less less willing to talk to other people because we know that yeah a a large portion of the population is fairly shitty and we didn't necessarily know that before um so you know it's kind of forced everyone into this 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 weird uh this weird isolation um because of the just bombardment of everything that has happened uh, in the last few years, we're so connected and yet more isolated than ever. Yes, we're so connected, and that makes us all want to hide. Yeah, yes. right. We've all have and have always had our our lesser nature. Now, right? We uh, we we have the now we see everyone else's. Yes. Right. No, we can. We can we, now. We can put it on blast. I can. I can be a dick to the world from the privacy. Uh, yeah. Of, of my of uh, my own my own shitty, broken, fearful little life. Yes, and and have you know very limited repercussions because I didn't use my real name. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Right. And, and and mask my identity throughout all of my internet you know exposure to other people. 
at the same time, we're seeing you know, suicide rates skyrocketing, especially among mm-hmm. uh, millennials and getting back to Generation Z. Uh, gosh, mm-hmm. you know, an entire generation that has never known anything other than uh, a world on blast. Right. But honestly, Generation Z is coming out pretty awesome. Oh, they're my for favorite. For the most part. They're my favorite. Yeah. I, I love... Because, yeah, that they, they, they understand that anything you do can get you put on blast. <laughs> so they don't... It, so if they're doing something, they're doing something good. If, yeah, because that right. might get put on blast, too. <laughs> no, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I love me the millennials as well. They're, uh, mm-hmm. they're definitely getting all that figured out. You know, it's interesting about that. What I find with Generation Z and millennials, especially the younger millennials, those on the cusp, uh, uh-huh. they're, though, I mean, I guess I see it from all ages. I, I suppose that maybe it's from those age groups I see it the most proportionally. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll get on Facebook and they'll get very personal. They'll get mm-hmm. very deep in terms of expressing how they're feeling and, and yeah. where they are in their headspace. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Gen Xer in me, you know, li- living, you know, in, in, in like the damaged shadow of the baby boomer generation sees that. And, you know, my, yeah. my instinct is be like, ew, ew. <laughs> why are you sharing so much? Why are you, yeah. why, why are you, why are you feeling out loud like that? <laughs> and then you got to step back and be like, well, shit, you know, uh, well, why aren't those feelings completely suppressed within your brain? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Why don't I hate myself the way my parents' parents hated them? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where it comes from. And, and um, really, we, uh, we, we wrote Rage um, over a year ago at this point. Um, it, it was kind of our... Uh, our one-off, um, we, we, we wanted a new song to play on, on our, uh, Voodoo music appearance, but, um, basically everything else kind of grew out from there. Um, Rage is based on, um, Standing Rock. Um, and, 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 you know, and, yeah, people will will blast, you know, if if people are going to blast the CP, they're going to blast it because it's anti-Trump or whatever. But Standing Rock was pre Trump, so I mean this this is this is you know blasting not just Trump but other things as well. Um, but you know, Rage is based off of Standing Rock and how quickly we moved on from it, um, and really how most people don't even remember that it happened. Um, and that is that is all too common now, and that kind of you know, we just kept seeing that and that's how, you know, basically kept seeing it and that's how the rest of the EP came into focus and, and that's where it came from. So that was none of the inspiration for the song, but that's, that was the, uh, the inspiration going into the entire EP. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, we had, we had Rage as a standalone track and then just from there, um, the, the, the the other three following it just kind of evolved, um, and then you know once we had the concept for that and and isolation is inspiration as the title, um, the the fifth track is, is about divorce and going back out into the world, and that fits into the title, but not not necessarily the theme of the first four tracks, and then 
we were we were done writing and i listened to a podcast um called cool playlist um and they did a playlist of um basically every uh episode of that one they they do a a different theme and the theme for that one was uh um uh, being alone on the space station um and they came up with this whole contrived narrative where they didn't start off alone on the space station so so the playlist that you listen to while you're alone on on the space station but they didn't start off alone they they were there and they were there with other people who had gone out on uh, on an outside mission and just kind of never came back and that kind of hit me and that's where the song isolation came from oh crazy so yeah that the song isolation that that hidden track that's just kind of that would have just been thrown on there is yeah it it's it's I'm, you know, that that last survivor on the space station, kind of having in that those moments when the space madness is kicking in, and you kind of go, "Was anyone else ever really here?" Yeah, and right. that's that track. Yeah, that's that that, and it's kind of haunting and and just sparse and and alone, you know. Um, so that's where that one comes from. I'm sorry, Dave, but I cannot pull <laughs> exactly. <where> I <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, at some point you start to go, okay, have I just always been alone here? Right. Because no one, no one's here. Did I just make them up? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Where, uh, <laughs> where could everybody find isolation is inspiration? Pretty much, pretty much everywhere at this point. Um, you know, you can go to revelatormusic.bandcamp.com. We're also on Apple music, Spotify. Um, all those, you know, happy uh, streaming services. Um, y- you can get to any of it from uh, our website, revelator.rocks. Nice. Nice. What are we playing for everybody tonight? Uh, the lead single is Rage, and we'll go with that one. Um, um, and Rage, like like I said before, it, it's it's um, based off of Standing Rock and and, you know, what those people out there went through and, and how we just kind of, uh, you know, left them behind up there. And, and, and honestly, everything they said that was going to happen happened. Um, and we just kind of moved on and, and, and haven't looked back. Um, so where we're, where we are right now. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, a symptom of that 24 seven constant barrage of news where, you know, two days later, you're going to forget everything that happened two days ago. Yeah, well, you got you to gotta sell Toyotas and Pepsi somehow, you know? Yep, yep, got to get those clicks. That's right, that's right. Everybody, John Rasmussen, Revelator. The album is Isolation is Inspiration. And this is the track Rage. Coming at you now on Thunder Talk. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
30-second ad spot for the Black Market Toast podcast, where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. What? Well, it means we either listen to or watch a movie or TV show or piece of music, and then... It's not like we just use whatever media we pick as a conversation starter. (laughs) Well, because it's fun, okay? Listen to it on your podcatcher of choice, and follow us on Facebook or something. I mean, yeah, so there, there's a thing that as a government civil servant, you're supposed to guard against. You know, you're supposed to have that integrity, right? That way you can execute the duties that your office bestows upon you. Yep. yep and yeah. the citizens can put full faith that you're going to spend and allocate the money and resources correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a government official, you have to serve the people because that, you know, that's what it is. You don't serve yourself. That that's one of my arguments against people. Say, whenever they are, they make statements along the lines of, "We should run our government like a business." Well, our our government is not a business; it is a service for the people. We are their bosses. <laughs> that's the idea. Well, we should be. We put yeah. them there. No, exactly. At, at least in your case, you guys did. I didn't, but. Uh... Because yeah. uh, uh, Puerto Ricans can't vote for the president. Well, Puerto Ricans living in Puerto Rico 
Well, let me rephrase that. Not Puerto Ricans. Anyone living in Puerto Rico can't vote for president. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and, and that's the same way for Guam, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Both the U.S. Because, ter- like, those are our two U.S. territories. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated situation. Complicated and delicate at the same time. Sorry, I misspoke. Uh, there are five U.S. territories, and those are America, Samoa, Guam, Northern mm-hmm. Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Oh. A lot of people uh, don't even know they exist. <laughs> kind of funny, that. And it's all America. Yeah. It definitely wasn't something that they really got into in my American history classes in school that I remember, so... Yeah, I, I don't blame you, but uh, now that you know it, you should at least, you know, spread the word. Like, hey, we're here. Yep, that's <laughs> it. That's it. It's frustrating, though, because that's one of those things that should be taught, but they just omit it well, for whatever reason. And now they're starting to actually erase things like, oh, well, let's just take all the stuff about the Trail of Tears out of American history. We don't need to teach that. And that's bullshit. I, I, my, my cousin's husband is, is uh, uh, from upstate New York. I remember he told me that Puerto Rico and the Spanish-American War of 1898 was just a footnote on, on, on the uh, history book. Yes. A footnote. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So after 400 years of Spanish rule in 1897, uh, Puerto Rico becomes a province. Uh, you know, basically, we're, we become independent for less than a year. A couple of months later, America is at war with Spain, and they invade Puerto Rico, and they, they gain Cuba yeah. and Puerto Rico. Cuba uh, eventually becomes independent, but Puerto Rico doesn't. Right. That That's basically how it happened. Uh, Spain let us go for two reasons. One, we're very far away from Spain, and uh, two, uh, Spain was broke. Oh, yeah. No, the empire had crumbled at that point in both yeah. uh, economically and, re- and in terms of global relevance. Yeah, no, the best yeah. you'll hear about the uh, Spanish-American War is maybe you'll hear about the USS Maine and how... Yeah. William Randolph Hearst helped to manufacture the war. So it's already right there. It's like, oh, yeah, this is how journalism impacted global politics. And then they jump right to Teddy Roosevelt and his Rough Riders storming San Juan Hill. And then that's it. You get two pages on the subject. They don't talk about uh-huh. the the 600,000 dead in, in the Philippines, uh, Revolution for Independence against the United States after we took the Philippines from Spain. We ended up yeah. uh, killing 600,000 Filipinos in order to suppress the Philippines and keep it as a Pacific colonial holding. Uh, like you're saying, uh, down there in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, there was no chance for uh, independence under the uh, under the U.S. And as far as I understand, what nothing has really changed from then until now in terms of our relationship with the island. Uh, yeah. I think that it's just wrong that we don't give enough representation. I mean, if you're you're part of you're part of the United States, therefore you deserve the to to have your voice uh, represented. You know, in D.C. We have a voice. We have a resident commissioner there, but this resident commissioner has no voting power. They can go uh, to their 
Congress sessions, but you know, you can't do anything. You just have to sit there and suggest as best as you can. Right. It's like they're at the kids' table of America. Uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. At the at the kids' table. And, you know, 1898, it was a very short war. Very short. Uh, because they just didn't have the resources. I mean, you, if you go on a boat, you can get here in a couple of days from Miami, you know, from, from Florida or wherever. But right. it's going to take you over a month uh, to get here from Spain. So you're going to lose... You're gonna right. lose. You're not. You're not gonna get here on time. Right. And that's well. That's sort of what happened. And uh, you had no money. Uh, like I said, Spain was broke. Uh, your weaponry here was old and outdated. Uh, the Americans had uh, new, fresh weapon designs. They were better trained. They had better food. It was gonna happen. It was bound to happen. Right. It was the logical conclusion of America's policy of manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. So these new, uh, this new scandal, uh, the FBI is now involved. Yes, and they are. It, it, it's, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, they announced that there will be more arrests. They obviously didn't say who. But uh, we are waiting with bated breath of uh, what happens because you know you might might as well sit down and 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 make the popcorn because this is gonna get much more interesting. Yeah, no, just yeah, crack yourself a beer, uh, make some popcorn, sit back and just watch the shit show, watch the shit show fly. Uh, yeah, uh. watch it unfold. It's, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, you know the 2020 election is uh, it's going to get very interesting, much more it's interesting than it was. Oh yeah, it's a very dirty thing. I I personally I don't I really don't like talking about politics because it, it's a dirty subject. It's disheartening. Uh, yeah, it's we're supposed to be the light of the world, and it's all right there on paper. Yet then you open up a newspaper, turn on the TV, you know, back to reality. You know, I'm just I'm just a regular guy. You know, I'm I, I I'm just another average Joe. I have a job. I have a car. I get I get up in the morning. I go to work. And and you know, you turn on the radio uh, on your car. I usually I didn't listen to any AM radio. Now I listen to it every day because every single day, even at certain parts during the day, uh, more stuff just keeps exploding. Uh, uh. And I remember, I remember the day the FBI made those arrests. Everybody at at work, everybody stopped what they're doing and they turned on the TV in the conference room, uh, just just to see what the hell was was going on. Wow! You know, when you stop production at an office, just to you know, you know it's bad. Right. And and and, and it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get a lot worse. Um, and. There you go. Well, you see, that's what happens when you mess around with Uncle Sam. You don't do that. Has there been any civil unrest over this? Are, are people organizing any idea or, or talks about taking to the streets about this? Protests? Anything like that? Well, there are a lot of protests uh, in the streets. Should it have gotten to this level? Absolutely not. There's The, the system failed. Yeah. In terms of the system working, when it comes to Puerto Rico, it's always a wait and see. Yeah. 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 You you, you have to uh, 
you have to uh, uh, assess the situation. You have to make a very thorough analysis before you actually do something because you really have no idea what's going to happen. It's unpredictable. Right, because that uh, system that system does have some pretty deep corruption in it. Some people are calling these these uh, what just happened this this uh, this last week isolated incidents. It might very well be an isolated incident, uh, but you can't really take that at face value. Right. There are good, honest, hardworking people in the government, and there are people that are not as good, hardworking, or honest. Right. But you just got to figure out who they are. Right. You know? Right. And uh, usually, uh, you know, uh, House of Cards taught me this. Uh, very interesting. When there is a leak, usually the leak comes from the top. Right. But, you know, the rope is always going to break from the uh, softest spots. So the people at the right. bottom are the ones that take the hit. Right. At least that's that's my understanding of it. Right. I'm not speaking for everyone here. I'm sp- uh, I'm only uh, expressing my uh, one man. My, my yeah, yeah, one yeah, man. yeah. One man's opinion. Yeah. Got it. One man's opinion. Yeah. Is a <laughs> podcast. What's good, everybody? My name is Tyler Butler. I am the host of Enough with the BS podcast. We are a sports show that takes the BS out of sports. I have a little bit of fun with it as well. We do, however, dive into some deep and serious conversations, such as allegations, abuse, and injustice. So how about you join me and Josh Smith twice a month on one of the fastest growing podcasts there is out of the Carolinas. Hope you're having a good day. Squad up. I'm out. Let's talk about games, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good games. Let's not talk about the bad games, though. What have you been playing lately? What games have you been playing, Kavika? I am a bit of a traditionalist, and I keep to some of my olden favorites. And be Eve Online right now, though mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about for that. There's World of Tanks. Yeah. So I like that game. And I have another game that I've been really getting into, and that's Divinity Original Sin 2. But that game is new to you. It's, uh, it, yeah, Divinity Original Sin 2 is new to me. It came out like a year and a half ago. Okay, cool. Well, Tell me about that, because I don't know really much about that game. And Tanks and Eve, I know some about that. I've seen you play it. Tell me about Divinity 2. Divinity Original Sin 2 is a turn-based RPG. Um, If you you remember things like, what was it, like Final Fantasy Tactics, Uh where whenever it's your turn to move it has like a highlighted a highlighted area right, right. Or, or suppose like you go to hit a um, button to do a particular move it might show you the area like the cone effect or whatever right and it kind of when it's your turn to move it works like a game board kind of like yes, a board game like board like if you have a party of 5 
um well for this particular game is kind of it uses uh D rule set okay so you have initial you know an initiative if a particular class has a high dexterity they're most likely gonna go first um so it's kind of those kind of mechanics cool and are you saving the world like what's the the two cent version of the game story the two cent version is there are there's now a play or kind of like a magical plague happening um there are these beings that feast upon um ma- magic right okay. and so this continent has um interned or they have gathered together all their sorcerers and wizards and stuff like that or anybody that can even slightly use magic mm-hmm. and they have put them in concentration camps or at least one big camp called Fort Joy and it's okay. your job to kind of you want to get to the bottom of why this why these void waken why, why are they attracted to this magic so that's that's pretty much the plot cool but it's a real good game I, i'm enjoying it it's um pretty immersive and it's really easy to lose yourself in it yeah but yeah i, I would totally give it a thumbs up for sure or two thumbs up two, two thumbs, thumbs up. up yeah you know everybody sh- if you if you're into turn-based games it's it's a pretty good one. You should give it a shot. Cool, cool. What about you? What are you, what are you playing? Right well, now? of course, I'm playing Just Dance 2019. That's one of my games. Love it. You know, and of course, anyone, I'm sure everyone knows what Just Dance is. And if you don't, you know, it's one of those dancing games where the screen shows you the moves and you mirror them and you try to be as precise as you can. I always enjoy playing the just dance games so and just dance 2020 is coming out later this year so that'll be cool but also another game it's kind of like yours like it's not a new game but it's new to me stardew valley wow i so i i've seen you you've gotten really involved in this game like you've become a little bit obsessive well here's the thing stardew valley um, so I've done lots of research on it, of course, because I started playing it and I kind of like wanted to know things about the game. But I guess Stardew Valley was created by someone who played the game Harvest Moon, which is not anything I've ever played. But um, he enjoyed that game and he made Stardew Valley kind of based on that same sort of system. But um, Stardew Valley, the two cent version of the story is you inherit a farm from your grandfather and your little character gets like tired of the drudge of working in an office and just quits and goes to live and restore this farm that you inherited from your grandfather, which is in uh, Pelican Town in Stardew Valley. And you... You know, you farm, but you forage and you can you make friends. You can even romance people in the town that are single and eventually marry one of them. You build barns. Do you mend fences? Yes. Yes. Actually, you do mend fences. So I built some fences in the game for my uh, chicken coop. And then one day I came out and my fences were messed up. I was like, what the hell? I didn't know the fences would degrade, but they do. And you have to mend them. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I would have thought it was a, a fox. You know, the fox is always getting in the hen house. Yeah, there were no foxes. But that's another thing is if you don't build a fence and, like, take care of your animals, they can get stolen huh. by, you know, foxes, I guess. It doesn't say what animal, but it's like your chickens could, like, disappear in the night and then the other chickens will be upset. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and they probably won't. I always build a fence. I'm like, you know, anal about that sort of thing. I like build my fences. I'm not letting my chickens out. I don't want them to get away. So you're really enjoying it. I am. And I do get really involved with it because it's one of those games, kind of like The Sims, where even though the gameplay is different, you constantly have things to do. And so it seems like every time you finish a task, oh, here's another thing that I need to do. And plus, you only have so much time and time moves very quickly in these games. So it's like, oh, I, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. Always have a ton of things to do. And I'm trying to do things before I forget to do them. <laughs> and sometimes I forget to do things anyway. But I mean, I have fun. And you're just so busy the whole time. Like... You don't even have a chance to get bored, really, because there's just... That's good game design. Yeah. So, uh, you stream this a little bit, right? Yes. Where can our listeners find you? Oh, well, if you're interested in watching me stream uh, Just Dance or Stardew Valley or, you know, maybe I'll throw some other games in the mix. I am on Mixer, so that's Mixer.com slash Noplahoma. Okay, well, that's pretty good. So those are the games that we're playing right now. And we're really interested in what games you're playing right now. Yeah. So. Talk to us. Get on Facebook or find us on Twitter. Talk to us. Let's talk games. going to be a new bond or rather a new 007 it's been leaked i'm not sure if it's been confirmed i'm reading an article here today from today july 15th stating that the information is actually leaked so in terms of confirmation i guess we're still waiting on that but it looks like lashana lynch uh she played maria rambo in captain marvel will be taking over the mantle of 007 this is a first uh, in so many ways for the James Bond franchise. Thoughts? Wow. About time. Congratulations. Amazing. I'm super excited about it, for sure. Awesome. This is, uh, I think, something that the Bond franchise could certainly use. Something something yeah. different. You know, it's been, uh, it's been a string of dudes for... Oh, gosh. How long? Over 50 years. Yeah, the 60s. Right? Sometime in the 60s, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah. to be fair, it is, I mean, James Bond, it was, the role was cast as a male secret agent, right? Ian Fleming was the uh, original author. The, the character was originally always a, a male figure, going back to the beginning. And the women were, uh, by and large, sort of accoutrements. Or, you know, or villains. Not, not to say that their roles have always been two-dimensional, especially when we get to, like, say, Halle Berry and after that, uh, and even before. But 
never have we had a woman taking center stage in the Bond franchise until now. Yeah, it it should be pretty cool. Uh, Of course, historically, it was very... Women were a a set piece, if you were. You know, something to draw in eyes. I mean, there was a character fully called Pussy Galore. So if that tells you anything... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's on the nose, in the nose. It is the nose. So I wonder how they're gonna handle the tr- uh, the change off as far as the movie goes. Is are they saying now for sure that 007 It's just a title. Somebody holds it. Somebody occupies that seat for a moment. Well, 007 is a number, so it's not like sports where it's like, oh, well, we can this person was such a big important person that we're retiring their number it doesn't work like that when it comes to spy work (laughs) exactly uh in the movie casino royale judy dench's character speaking to daniel craig she reminds him that those with a 007 designation do not last long so in 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 that bit of dialogue it, it it kind of establishes that indeed yeah you're 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 both right the 007 is is a designation i even got the impression that the name james bond itself that's not their born name that's not their christian name if you will that the the, the moniker of james bond is also part of the designation it's like the it's it's, it's well it would make sense to having different people be james bond because if people are looking for james bond but whoever quote-unquote James Bond is changes every few years it'll be hard for other intel to keep up how can all these dudes have the same name well because that's not really their name for sure so Lashana Lynch's character will be indeed 007 but not James Bond if you will what I have here the the synopsis that that that's that's out right now we're citing Time Magazine on this Uh, while Daniel Craig is returning to play James Bond himself According to this leak, Bond begins the film in retirement and is called back to active duty when a crisis hits. In the MI6 office, he meets the new 007. Uh, Not the new Bond, but the new holder of that alias, a woman named Naomi, played by Lynch. Craig has been saying for years that he wants to retire from the Bond role. It's possible that after the yet-unnamed 25th Bond film, Lynch will take over the franchise for him. Or at least star in a spinoff. Yeah, very cool. I love it. What I am kind of curious is, are, are, are we going to see pushback from the incels? We already are. Really? All really? They, I mean, yeah. they, it's already hit Twitter and they're like, Yes. Well, I yes. mean, you see how pissed off people got about Ariel and that's a cartoon. Literally yeah. a fairy tale, fake story, and people are pissed. It looks like he's being replaced. By a woman, uh, a role that has classically been a a very macho, uh, at times grabby, uh, white dude. Now that's all changing. And you know how we have people that don't like change, people that don't really like women, and people that don't like people that aren't white. And people that don't like progress. People that just don't like progress. So we're hearing a lot of that on the internet. They just right don't now. like stuff. They're just mean. You know, there's always that person in the office that's just mean. Right. And I don't know what. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to tell them at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, the whole aerial thing. 
uh, how it will be a uh, an African American woman playing Ariel in the next in the upcoming live Little Mermaid. Right. I don't know what to tell these people who just lose their shit every time the studios want to move forward. Absolutely. Exactly. I also think that these studios, they're telling the same old stories, right? And they've told the same old perfect little white girl princess and normal white dude story, you know? And of course, they're telling the same story. Of course, they want to mix it up. Yeah, 25 movies of Bond as a grabby British white dude, and now it's time for change. Now it's time for change. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what to tell these people that can't handle it. Uh, you know, hide under your bed. Know that, that every day there'll be less and less reason for you to go give your money to the entertainment industry. Uh, you know? Well, that's just it. It's all stories. It's all fiction. You can get mad about something. Like, there are a lot of people that get upset when there are trans roles in TV and film, but they don't cast trans actors. That makes sense. You can get mad about that. Or you can get mad about if they're telling someone's story, true life story, and then they change details of it. Yeah, you can get mad about that. But you can't really get mad about changes in fiction because it's fiction anyway. It's all just a bunch of made up anyway. Exactly. I wonder how many new, how many new fans this is going to bring into the Bond, into the Bond franchise. Having Lashana Lynch now playing 007. I wonder how many new fans this is going to bring into the fold. And once they're they're there, how they're going to feel about looking backwards. Like, oh, cool, I really like this movie. Let's want to go check out the back catalog on this. If they're going to try to you know try to thread that loop. Uh, how much like new world building they're going to do if this is going to be from a a narrative standpoint like a like a a reboot in a sense you know what i mean because uh, obviously i'm guessing that the sensibilities are going to have to completely change i mean even daniel craig was was uh, a bit forceful in his intention with some of the female the other female characters this does give them an opportunity to definitely and definitively branch off from a bond forcing themselves in some way on a woman right oh i'd imagine it would happen they can change they can change that narrative now and they can focus on some type of uh, mystery british international something happening right right and and then they also have this story now in place that they can rotate more easily with new people in that same chair. I mean, it's it's the right time to do it. Uh, obviously, James Bond has been around for decades, millions of fans, and by, by yesterday's uh, rules and sensibilities, I guess it was okay. It was okay for Bond to behave the way he did. Uh, the box office kind of, kind of plays that out. To be cynical, to be just double real about it, now, uh, those those same values and sensibilities don't fly anymore, you know? We're in the uh, uh, Me Too movement era, and I don't, I, I don't see how they can keep moving forward. And I, I think they probably had, uh, had a hard look in the mirror and had that same conversation. Yeah, and this will be a good transition because if they bring another man back into 007 later, 
having a female in between, that's a nice way to transition back and the man can be a different kind of man. Oh, there you go. There you go. In a way, this almost frees the franchise. It, it frees it from its, its, its elements of its past self. Now, they should definitely keep her as the new Bond for uh, several more movies. 007. Yeah, 007. <laughs> it, it, and I say that, but that's before I see how well it's done. And I will withhold my pure judgment until I see it. Well, I would think that they would keep her in the role for a while, but just as we were saying, 007 doesn't last forever, so she'll be 007 for a while, and in the future it'll be someone else. Yeah, it, it could be, who knows? Yeah, that'll be the name of the movie, 007, Nothing Lasts Forever. That sounds like a 007 movie. Exactly, 100% Bond. Totally does, totally does, right? Maybe next time they'll really piss everybody off and, you know, put like an androgynous person in as 007 and really blow some minds. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll use motion capture and they'll bring back David Bowie to play 007. She it. Oh, my goodness. Bowie would have been a good 007. Right. That's that's a cross between like too soon, question mark, and like my wildest dreams. I don't think it's too soon. He would appreciate it. Everybody wants Bowie back. Come on. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how they take this. And some of this is predicated on perception rather than execution. But will they play up the fact in the story that it is a woman? Or will they simply be, yeah, this is the new 007. Okay, cool. Uh, let's, let's get this movie going. Yeah, I think it's just going to be facts. Like, oh, here's yeah, the new I think 007. It's be the, okay, cool. Right. I think we're probably going to get a big reaction from him. From what the the articles are saying, it sounds like they're going to be like, oh, here comes the new 007. And he's going to be, you know, Daniel Craig's going to be there. And then she walks through the door. So I think that initial introduction is just going to be a big deal because he probably won't be thinking that. Right. His character won't be thinking that. And then it's like, oh, the... You know, next 007 is nothing like me. Yeah. And then just move forward with the movie. That's where my mind was going. They'll be like, oh, hey. And she'll be like, get over yourself. And he'll be like, huh. And then, boom. Then it's just, yeah, the movie just goes. Move forward with the movie and their life. Well, it was kind of like that whenever whenever they introduced the new um, director. It was just kind of get over yourself. I'm in charge. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I remember when uh, Judy Dench took over the role of M. Yeah. She's just like, ugh, whatever. She was a good M. Oh, she was a great M. Yeah, absolutely. She came about when Pierce Brosnan was 007. Yep, in Goldeneye, I believe. Goldeneye, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there was a little thing about that. I remember little where she, she's like, ugh, dude, uh, whatever Remington Steele, okay, I'm the, I'm the new M. Keep keep rolling. Keep Just keep moving forward. I, I feel like uh, there was some initial pushback on that, but then everybody fell in line. They were like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this role makes perfect sense for this actress. Oh, totally. Totally. You also didn't have the Internet the way you do now when that came out. People aren't able to so comfortably and anonymously uh, spit their venom all over the world as they can now. But, hey, they don't have to go see it. 
I say branch out. Go see it. Go try some new different things. You might just (laughs) like it. it. See it. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was uh, the Sam Wilson the Falcons' physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please listen, give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. Are, are you doing some ASMR or whatever? What do they call that? Sure. I think that's what it's called, ASMR. What, it, what, is, uh, the, what does it stand for? Annoying people talking annoyingly. But it's not just talking. It's... I know it's noises and stuff, but I'm not one of those people that that works for. And most of the time, most of the noises just annoy me and the talking because it's like, just talk, talking like this. That doesn't really appeal to me. So sexy. That's what they, that isn't that what sells? It's like the sex sells. It's like, that's not really what ASMR is about. No, 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 no. It's. There are certain people that that really sounds like good to them, not like in a sexy way, just like it really sounds like good to them. And for some people, it affects them like it calms them down. There are some people who have problems with anxiety and that they can like watch a video and it like chills them out. I think there are some things that some sounds that are more relaxing. Like, you think of a bubbling brook, a creek. Those things are relaxing to me, but ASMR, not relaxing. What you've heard so far on the show today from our good friend in San Juan, uh, Philip Alexander Koss, that was recorded about five days ago. Since then, the situation has escalated exponentially. Uh, We have Philip on the line right now from San Juan to fill us in on on this rapidly changing uh, and and growing event. Philip, thank you for joining us. Hey guys, it's uh, very late at night. It's almost one o'clock in the morning. Uh, Yesterday, uh, I was at my very first protest, my very first march. So far, the biggest that I have ever seen in my life. 
it got very bad very quickly. Uh, I was lucky that I was out of danger uh, when the uh, when everything went south. I had to do this. I, uh, I, I had a moral obligation to do this. Uh, I couldn't live right. with myself if I didn't go. And here I am. Well, since, since last we spoke, there have now been protesting in the streets, open protesting. The police, from what I can see, appear to be responding pretty violently. And a lot of people, a lot of people are now are now calling for the governor's resignation. It's not just on the island. Uh, everywhere in the world, and I have seen mm. this on Facebook, uh, there are, just so you guys know, Puerto Ricans are everywhere, on every single corner of the world, including right. Antarctica. Sure. Uh, okay, so here we go. Um, every single Puerto Rican with an ounce of common sense in every single corner of the world is demanding the current governor's resignation. Right. There is evidence on Facebook. I don't need to show you this. All you have to do is search for it, okay? All the eyes of the world are looking upon us right now. The people are very angry, including myself. We are angry with everything that has been going on. We are fed up, and we don't want any more of this. I went to the march yesterday because, personally, I have to make a stand. And I am a very tolerant person. I, I am a very patient person. I am a very tolerant person, but I can't just uh stand by and just let everyone that's up top here just get away with it you can't do that well you're you're a patriot and that's it's required of us sadly in america at times to be loud to march to be heard when when our government fails us so horribly criminally you have to do what you have to do and when you get to the point that you are so pissed off that you don't care about your personal security, but you really have to put your foot down and make a difference in the world, you really, really, really have to take action. We protested in the best way that we could, and we were all lucky. We got out before things got nasty, because there are always very violent uh, elements that are always they're, they're, it's always going to get out of control uh we were lucky that we weren't we weren't in the line of fire i saw a lot of people with armor gas masks helmets i didn't have right. any of that right obviously uh common sense when you see people wearing those uh items uh, you you know that you're in a dangerous situation so the best thing that you can do is turn around and walk away because you don't, you do not want to incite violence. Uh, the point, uh, the what you want to do is to get your point across, but you really don't want to cross anyone. So this is exactly right. what uh, we did. Uh, we do not want to start a fight with anyone. What we want to do is to make our point heard, and when push comes to shove, obviously they are better equipped than all of us so i'm on the losing side so you know i got my point across 
And when it was time to go, it was time to go. Right. Uh, this is not a one-day thing. This is happening every single day that this person remains in power. Tonight, there is a march going on as we speak. Tomorrow, there are going to be three marches that are going to join together and storm Old San Juan. On Saturday, there will be another one. And on Monday, it's going to be even bigger. It's going to be one that could possibly even stop all traffic in uh, the metropolitan area of the island. This is this is big. This is very, very, very big. And it's going to get even bigger unless this person leaves. Tell me about the police presence. For, from what I've been seeing on the news, I, I see them firing tear gas into crowds. They did, You yes. sent me a video of a woman who was pleading with the other protesters, saying, let's keep this peaceful, yeah. let's, yes, let's she keep was. this calm. And yes. they shot her in the back with a beanbag riot projectile. She shot her was, point blank well, right in the back as she was trying to tell her other fellow protesters, let's, let's keep this nonviolent. Correct. Uh, she was trying to keep the peace. Uh, she turned around and she was addressing the crowd. She was addressing the protesters, but she made one. Uh, she made one terrible mistake. She turned her back on the riot police. You don't do that. Uh, yeah, she turned her back. Uh, passionately trying to address the crowd to calm down and not throw any objects to the police. Uh, you have to remember, the police are trying to keep order. And right. you have the protesters that are very angry and they are very passionate. And, uh, well, uh, her mistake was that she was too close to the uh, riot police and she turned her back. And as you can see from the video, they shot her twice. And not yeah. even that. They shot a journalist. Um, I read this that they shot a journalist with a rubber, uh, non-lethal. Non so far, everything has been non-lethal. There, there have right. not been any uh, uh, bullets, uh, real, you know, like lead bullets being fired. Right, right. So no, far, everything no, has no been non-lethal. No live ammo. Right. Everything's been right. non-lethal. But this journalist... And this was an American journalist. I can't, I do not uh, have the information to identify this person. But this person, unfortunately, uh, he took a rubber bullet to the head. And he suffered a very serious injury. There have been a lot of serious injuries. I, there is a video on uh, social media of a protester that was beaten by the riot police. Uh, beaten very badly. His head was split open. He bled so much that he uh, went into shock uh, and he uh, couldn't respond to people uh, aiding him. There are several uh, points of view of this video. Several people that I know took videos of this person. It's, it's very difficult to try and maintain peace when tensions are so high. The response of the SWAT team, to me, from what I'm seeing, from what I'm hearing, 
is over the top. Yes. It's yes, they're, they're certainly maintaining order is 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 their job. It's what they are paid to do. It's what uh, we as taxpayers pay them to do. But the, the, that woman, she was obviously trying to keep the peace. That journalist that you just spoke of. This is America. This is happening on the streets of America today. Right now everybody. Turn on the news. Take a look. Philip, what what do you want to say to people? If you're going to protest, uh, please, uh, uh, I understand that you're angry. I really do understand it. I saw it. I was there. I know that you're pissed. I really do know that you're pissed. But please, don't get violent. Because if you do so, a lot of people are going to get hurt. And, and I really do understand the reasons behind it. But, <laughs> well, you know, they, they've got better equipment. So, yeah. y- you know where I'm going with this. Um, I know where you're going with this, absolutely. And, again, this is happening every day. This is going on every single day. And it's going it's, it's gonna get worse. It's going to get worse unless something is done at the upper level we are every day we are tuned into the news to the local news i am trying to uh participate on, on these protests obviously uh we are all trying to uh look after our own personal security uh we all have we all know our rights uh so uh, there have been uh, situations where our uh, rights are being violated, and it's mostly because of ignorance. Because of a lot of people don't know about your rights, you have to know your rights. You have, you know, you have the right to remain silent, and you know, you have the right to have a lawyer uh, represent you. So you have to, you have to be prepared. Uh, and but but yes, uh, in in the uh, people are being constantly. Uh, that are protesting here when things escalate they are being bombarded with tear gas and pepper spray uh, on a massive level Uh, I have a lot of very close personal friends that have been already tear gassed Uh, it's a very uh, horrible experience I really do hope that does not that does not happen to me but if it does happen to me I will be ready for it uh, I have been instructed on how to, you know, uh, first aid procedures, but this is not going to stop. If the uh, people up top keep ignoring the cries for help, it's only, it's only going to get worse. I really do hope it doesn't escalate to a point where we're going to regret it. I really do hope not. Uh, right. We, uh, I don't know if you've heard about a lot of our local uh, Puerto Rican artists like Ricky Martin. Uh, yeah. We have other artists, uh, Benicio del Toro, uh, you know who yep. he is, right? A very famous actor. Oh, yeah. We have other musicians. I don't know if you know who they are. They are very famous on uh, the on the uh, Hispanic sphere of music. Right. Uh, but they canceled. Most of them were on uh, European uh, music tours. Uh, one of them canceled his uh next uh concert and he uh got on the plane and he came to puerto rico to join us in the protests uh they all came back home 
uh, right. to voice uh, their opinion. Daddy Yankee, I don't know if you know who this guy is. He is a very famous singer of the reggaeton uh, genre. Uh, reggaeton is a, it's a it's a genre of music that is uh, very popular in Hispanic uh, in, in on the Hispanic sure. uh, uh, sure. culture, uh, not genre right. culture. You know, on the right. Hispanic sphere. Uh, this person, obviously, I grew up listening to him. I mean, you know, I started listening to him when I was 12, 13 years old. I mean, uh, he was on the, uh, he was on a, an, an award show today, and he actually publicly mentioned, uh, uh, he made a, a speech uh, denouncing our current governor, which is very, very big. When you get to that point, the shit has hit the fan. It's very serious. Right. You know, I'm going to go ahead and estimate. Uh, I'm going to guesstimate, actually, uh, the amount of people that I, that were present yesterday. Okay. Conservative estimates. I'm going to give you a conservative estimate. It was between fifty and seventy thousand people. Um, wow. Other uh, much more ballpark wow. figures. Uh, some say a hundred thousand. And a uh, a person that does study like uh, is much more in uh, on this field uh, related to uh, numbers. Uh, this person, I cannot confirm this. I don't have a source of information. This is just a rumor, right. so please don't take it seriously. Sure. Uh, this person estimated half a million. Wow. Uh, this I'm pretty sure this is an exaggeration. But I could very well say that if you're going to take an average, I would say about 100,000 people went to this protest last night. And it got violent. Yes, it did. Uh, last night, it was a very interesting evening. I mean, I arrived at Old San Juan at 7.30 in the evening. Um, I joined the protest. I left not too long after because tensions got very high. Uh, by 9 o'clock, I was already uh, on my way out of Old San Juan because, you know, I am not wearing any kind of protection. Um, I had no first aid um, equipment. So I would be in uh, up creek without a paddle uh, if I got into trouble. Um, so I decided to uh, take cover. Uh, because, you know, I'm not stupid, you know, I have common sense. So, right. uh, I, uh, <laughs> I packed around and left all the people that were wearing armor and gas masks and helmets. They stayed, they really did right. stay. And some people that were very right. brave that didn't have any of that. They stayed, um, right. uh, traffic was stopped dead. The only way that you could get out of old San Juan was on foot. So we walked about five or six miles. So I started leaving Old San Juan at around 9.15 in the evening. And I got to a car that would take me home until about 11.30 at night. So it was just two and a, two hours and 15 minutes of just pure walking. And uh, and you, you had to, you know, if you saw police next to you, you would just lay low. Uh, right. Because if you uh, got, uh, if you started inciting uh, violence, you're, you were going to get beaten. So we just right. kept kept our heads low and we just kept walking. Uh, right. So yeah, so this is how it is. Uh, again, right. I don't have to show you this. All you have to do is look it up. There is plenty of uh, social media presence right now on all social media platforms, all of them. 
Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All you have to do is look it up and you're going to find it. Google uh, crisis in Puerto Rico. Put it into YouTube. It's it's everywhere. Even on BBC News, we're already on the spotlight. Uh, the situation is escalating. It's going to continue to escalate in this on this weekend. And if this person does not leave, it will continue to escalate. And it's going to get very, very, very ugly. Uh, but I will fight the good fight. I will continue to do so in the best way that I can. This is my home, guys. This is my home. I've lived here all my life. And I have to fight, you know, I have to fight for it. I have to protect it. Uh, I can't I can't just leave and, and leave it all behind. I mean, I, I can't do it. You know, I couldn't live with my conscience if I did that. You have to fight for your home. You have to. It's your home. That's uh, Philip Alexander Cost reporting to us live from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Philip, uh, thank you. For getting the information, for getting the truth out to us. Stay safe, man. No problems. Updates as they come. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud.
casa de hermanos somos los Lelo, 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 lelo